Hey everybody, welcome back to 30 Something with Sunny. This is the podcast where we talk all about uh, motherhood, self-care, and second chapters. At least that's what we usually talk about. Uh, Today we're going to get serious and talk about a topic that is on the minds and heavy on the hearts of many people. Um, Racial injustice in America is real. And if you are a black person, that has been your reality I am sad and sorry to say, for likely the entirety of your existence, if you are a white person in America, uh, maybe we are all waking up to just how bad uh, things can really be. So um, I want to thank you for being here, number one. I'm going to tell you this right off the bat. I am uh, I'm doing my best as a mother, as a person who considers herself a humanitarian and um, just an overall kind person. Um, I have been realizing over the past week or so all of the ways that I personally could be doing better and helping our black brothers and sisters be elevated. And a lot of that starts with just really seeing what has actually been happening in the world. So let me rewind for a second. We've all been in lockdown, obviously. Um... We've been exposed to what's happening in the world through our our devices and our televisions, keeping track of the news more than ever because we are physically in our homes more than ever. What happened with George Floyd is tragically not the first time that the murder of a black man or black person has played out on the news cycle. In television. When I was working in television news, I and my colleagues covered firsthand the shooting of Trayvon Martin, um, the crime itself, the trial, and the uh, resultant uh, major discussions on race that it brought up. Um, sadly, when that news cycle went away, so did a lot of the attention toward issues that still need attention. Uh, racial inequality and how we treat black people in this country. Now, my approach is not going to be perfect here. I'm just one white person with an opinion on how we can all do better. And listen, um, I am trying really hard to keep my emotions in check. I feel very, very strongly about speaking out. Uh, in support of the black community and not being silent in that support. And frankly, my approach has angered a lot of white people who are part of this community. If you happen to be one of them and you think that I'm being a little too loud on this, a little too outspoken, if the discussion of white privilege or systemic racism and me even talking about that is offensive to you in any way, that's okay. I hope you'll stay and hear out some things that can help make us all be better as part of the white community. But if you don't want to, you do you. I just can no longer sit back as someone who has has been and continues to be a journalist um, in in both the conventional media world and now the digital media world. I, I just can't sit back anymore and pretend that these big things happening are not vital to discuss. You, like me, probably have a child. If you're listening to this podcast, I have a wonderful community of women and men 
who are parents who tune into this. And why I am discussing this is just as vital to you as it is to every other person in America, black or white. We are responsible for making some changes. Here's the thing. We look at our parents who lived through the civil rights movement. And I think a lot of us now in our 30s, 40s, late 20s, were under this false impression that the work was done. And then we started seeing what is happening to our friends in the black community. Um, the injustices, the killings, the murders, and not just at the hands of white people, but in general. And we started to see, as the news cycle continues to sort of blare in our faces, a lot of the pain that this community has been carrying. And guess what? It's It's been there the whole time. So this year, 2020, has just really been kicking the shit out of us. And this is the moment where we look in the mirror. And unlike the coronavirus, which is something beyond our control, this is a moment that I truly believe that the white community can do some self-reflection, some path changing, some adjustment to how we educate ourselves that will actually make the world a better place. Now, I want to just say this before I talk about some, the, the plan here is to talk about some ways that I have found it helpful to support and uplift the black community, suggest those as ways for you to help too. Um, highlight some groups that are doing great work on social media, educating people. I'm going to get to all that. I just really, I, I, I have to get into something, some discussions that I've been having on Instagram because um, I think it really highlights the core of the issue that a lot of white people have when it comes to talking about hard things with race. So I put up an Instagram story yesterday and it said something like, I'm just wondering why white people are having a hard time saying vocally or showing through posting a black square or posting a message of tribute somehow that they are in support of this movement, this movement that's aiming to even out the playing field finally in our country, this move against racial injustice, uh, this move against, this movement, I should say, uh, against police brutality. And I, my socks have been knocked off, just totally mind blown at how many white people just don't want to talk about it. So I asked on my Instagram stories in a sincere way, why are so many white people staying silent? Are you scared that someone will roll their eyes at you? Are you scared that you'll be considered a disruptor? Are you scared of being perceived as being an opportunist, jumping on a hashtag movement? I really wanted to know. And I asked because, in my opinion, while actions are the most important thing in turning this crisis around and helping to mend racial inequalities. It is my belief as a professional writer, storyteller, podcaster, connector of human beings that our words matter too. I put this analogy up on 
a following slide on my Instagram stories to kind of clarify it. Say you're in the cafeteria as a kid. You're in your seat. You see your friend getting lunch, and all of a sudden a bully comes up to your friend, knocks her tray out of her hand, starts pushing her around, and you stay in your seat kind of watching in horror, like, oh, my God, why would anyone do that to my friend? She's so nice. She's so cool. You sit there. You wait for the fight to be over because you're saying to yourself, I just, I, I can't really do anything. That bully's way too big. She's way too strong. There's no way that something that I bring to the table is going to make that situation any better. So the next period you see your friend and you say, oh my God, I'm so sorry that that happened. I watched the whole time. I was cheering for you from my chair the whole time. And your friend looks at you like, what in the hell are you talking about? Like, get away. We may not be able to single-handedly, as white people, go out and immediately make an impact. In fact, a lot of us, myself included, have some serious unlearning to do before we can educate ourselves to help in meaningful ways. But you're going to sit there and say that your vocal support means nothing, that only, only your actions matter. I disagree, and I disagree strongly. I don't speak for the white community. My black friends don't speak for the entire black community. But I can tell you this. When I spoke to them about what is happening in the world, I promise you, every single one of them has said that words of support from white people in their circle and outside, vocal support has tremendously lifted them. You're right, it's not an action. It's not donating. It's not uh, volunteering your time, but it is something. And until we get comfortable as white people talking about this stuff, things aren't going to get better. So while I do support the fact that actions trump all, please don't sit there and say that your lack of vocal support of this movement doesn't hurt because it is my belief, just this one white person's belief, that it does. But I saw this commentator go on Facebook Live and say something like, you know what's the most beautiful sight to me? The most beautiful sight to me is seeing the sun shine through the back of the American flag. Now that's what gives me chills. That's what makes me want to be a better person. I'm paraphrasing here, but that was, you know, that was her imagery. That was her spur to action, her call to action to be a better human being. Well, here's the hard truth. For black people, that flag does not represent the same rights that we white people enjoy. Okay, the playbook says it does, the Constitution says it does, but when you talk to a member of the black community, please ask them if their rights are respected in the same way. Please ask them what the image of that flag evokes in them. And I can promise you it's a lot more complicated of an issue. So while we are all proud Americans, this country has performed differently for us based on the color of our skin. So before we go nationalistic and before we talk USA pride and unity, we have to look at how we are individually treated and perceived in this country. The lives that black Americans live are still unfortunately different from the privileges that we seem to enjoy 
as white Americans. So as we talk about how to be better in the white community, please know that educating ourselves about the starting point of the discussion is a big part of it. I think our knee-jerk reaction as white people can be to be defensive. How many times do you hear someone say, who is white or white passing or uh, perceived by the community at large to be a white person say something like, well, you know, my people, when they came over to the country, they were discriminated against and they faced. It's just not the same. I am the proud descendant of Italian immigrants who faced their own unique struggles and had their own issues within the community. But it can feel it can feel diminishing to a person in the black community when the first thing we as white people say is, I get it, my people, we don't get it. We don't get it. We don't have the same experiences and that is the truth. That is what we need to make better. So I'm gonna share with you a few ways I have been trying to do better. I'm gonna say this again for seats in the back. I am not perfect. I'm not claiming to represent anyone else than myself, but I am one person hoping to spur conversation and action in my community. There are several things that I think we can all do to educate ourselves about the black experience in America to then hopefully spur us to action. So you probably have, you're probably listening to this podcast on your phone. You have your phone in your hand or nearby. Let me tell you a couple of accounts that I have been following on Instagram that are opening up viewpoints to me that I did not previously know. The first one is called Check Your Privilege. I'm going to list these all, by the way, in show notes. But uh, it's called Check Your Privilege, CK Your Privilege. Here you will find short tweets, quotes, questions that serve as prompts to help us with our own self-reflection, and videos about, quote, dismantling the relationship with systems of domination. That is what their bio says. The Conscious Kid is an amazing, amazing Instagram account to follow. Uh, parenting and education through a critical race lens. Here on this account, you will find ways to donate organizations that they have vetted and um, hope that your support goes to. You can find recommendations on children's books to support conversations on race. You can hear about how to talk to your kids about racism if you're living in a white bubble like so many of us are. It is an amazing account and... It teaches us how to start at home when it comes to having a very positive race conversation. Oh, Happy Danny is another one. She is an artist and her work has been featured just about everywhere since this movement has recently resurfaced. Please, please check her out. Her work is incredible and it gets across in a couple of um, really cute and uh, simple pictures what is happening. It, it gets the point across. It tells you um, quick ways you can diversify your life. Oh, happy Danny. Shishi Rose is a writer and educator, S-H-I-S-H-I dot Rose, 
um, who has dedicated her work and words to um, addressing racial inequalities in the country. You can support her work and you can check out her perspectives on her Instagram. She is amazing. Color of Change is another one. Showing up for racial justice, S-U-R-J, Surge. You'll see that um, acronym all over your Instagram. They are another great group to follow. And White People for Black Lives. These are all accounts that I have been digging deep on that have prompted a lot of self-reflection on my part. Another thing you can do, practically speaking, if you're ready to do a little better, is donate. Um, there are so many, so many places that have been um, campaigning, not campaigning, that's the wrong word. There are so many places that could use the bolstering of some donations. So some that I have personally either donated to or passed on to other people, the official George Floyd, George Floyd Memorial Fund, NAACP Legal Defense Fund, Black Lives Matter, Communities United Against Police Brutality, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, and there is also one locally here in the Orlando area called the Community Bail Fund, which aims to help people accused and convicted of, accused of, I should say, nonviolent crimes with their bail. Because another issue facing the black community is harsher sentencing for nonviolent crimes that are on par with their fellow white men and women who tend to get uh, lower bail, shorter sentences, etc. It's a group aimed at addressing the racial inequities in the criminal defense system. Community Bail Fund is that one. And you know what, guys? I'm just going to leave you with this. Um, I think the reason that this is so hard for all of us right now is that no one has ever looked at you, I mean, maybe they have, probably not lately, and said to you, you are a bad person. You are not doing things right. How you have seen the world for the past 30-some years has been completely wrong. It's a little earth-shattering when we start to recognize that the world we were raised in or were taught to believe encompasses the entirety of the American existence is not false, but just a small part of the picture. Um, I want to tell you this. If you are one of the amazing people who has engaged in a meaningful conversation with me on my recent posts on Instagram, I appreciate you. I may not agree with your approach, and that's okay. We are at different points in our journey. I want to say that I respect that this is prompting any dialogue whatsoever. But if there's one thing that I can ask my fellow white people to do is to just take a moment with all this extra time we have in lockdown and quarantine and hold up the mirror for a second to yourself. You may say, it is sad that George Floyd died. It is a disgrace. It is horrific that a man lost his life. But this looting and rioting should not be taking place. When in fact we should be saying it is sad that rioting and looting is taking place. But 
tragically, a man's life was lost. That is the order of priorities we must all see recent events through. I heard someone say that, and I can't take credit for the thought. I do not know where I saw it because I have been inundated with images that have been provoking a lot of self-reflection lately. So if anyone knows who initially said that, it was a graphic on Instagram. (laughs) Just holler. I will tag it in the show notes. But that is the lens we need to be viewing this through. The tragedy here is not the broken buildings, is not the broken windows. Is it positive? No. Is it great? No. I don't want to see great American cities burning. I don't want to see historical things going down in flames. I certainly don't want to see the unnecessary violence against our good police officers out there. I don't want to see it. But the reason behind it is a flame that has been burning deeply, fiercely, and for longer than we white people have known. I do want to shout out the incredible law enforcement, the good guys and girls out there who are kneeling in solidarity, who are treating with respect and kindness the protesters that are out in full force across the country. Uh, I am... I am in awe of the people willing to put their lives on the line. I truly am. But if we waste this opportunity for self-betterment as a people, we are losing out. Our children are losing out. I just want to tie this back in to a concept that I think a lot of us can relate to. Since, like I said, most of my content here is sort of motherhood-focused. Um, I put this on Instagram lately, and this is the lens through which I have been viewing the world at large, but certainly what's been happening lately. And maybe this can help change your perspective as to why this is such a big issue. I always say that becoming a mother changed my DNA. I did not know fear, not truly, until I cared for someone's existence in any given moment more than the entirety of my own life. Anyone who has had the pleasure and pain of mothering knows this fear very intimately. It sits with you. Maybe also like you, I can no longer process any of this horror happening to black men and women through anything else than the eyes of a mother. People are dying, people's babies, for far too long. I won't say that you need to watch the video of George Floyd that has been circling and, and, and circulating around the internet, but I will tell you this who he called out for in the final moments of his life, his mother. The desperation and the pain that that man was feeling should not be for nothing. And I don't mean that lightly. I sincerely hope that we, myself included, will take this opportunity to educate ourselves, to show our public and positive support of this moment, to not be scared to have the difficult conversations, and to hopefully move towards something better. Listen, if you don't want to do it for you, do it for your kids. I don't want to see this scene play out when my now toddler is a 35-year-old 
and I know you don't either. I thank you for listening to this episode. I realize in the background there has been rain pounding down on the roof the whole time. You know, listen, it's a mood. It's very indicative of how a lot of us are feeling on the inside right now. And um, I don't have access to a professional podcast studio at the moment because I got all three kids here. So thank you for bearing with me through um, not only the poor audio quality of this episode, but also the emotional journey that all of this has provoked in me. And I'm certain in you too. I encourage you as always, please reach out. Let's DM. I, we can talk we can talk about this all day on my Instagram. Let's be better together. I do sincerely believe that beneath the frustration and confusion, the majority of people want to move forward here in a positive way. So anyhow, I'm on Instagram at Sunny Abada. Please uh, rate, review, subscribe, and. Um, do whatever it else whatever else it is you want to do. I see you, I hear you, and I am here to talk with anyone and everyone who wants to have a productive discussion about this. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of 30 something and I will see you next week. <laughs>